You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I was just saying, it's not actually true, but I was just saying uh, before we uh, started, I was talking, it, it seems like forever since we've done this. Yeah. And uh, and it's not, but right. it is. In a, it, it is in a way, and yet also, yeah, it's like uh, when you're living Job's life. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> then right. it seems like stuff is longer or whatever. The more just so much has like happened. Anyway, um, so today we're gonna kind of back up a little bit to the flash, yeah. uh, because we didn't get to that uh originally, and now it's out for like a new audience because now it's out on Max, and, Max. And, oh, can, Max and everyone can watch it. Um so we're gonna jump back to that and then uh the equalizer three, which if there was ever a you know franchise that needed a three, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know this is it, but it's uh, it's such a weird thing watching Equalizer three. Not that I'm going to jump uh, straight too much into that, but watching Equalizer three <laughs> was such a weird thing where uh, ha- during half the movie, every once in a while, I, I would just it would make me think of Mission Impossible, yeah, and like how it's just Tom Cruise's like itch that he can't stop scratching or whatever and for some reason denzel washington you know i don't know he loved the equalizer show or whatever uh i don't know why he like fixated on this so much that he just loves being this guy yeah um you know to the extent that it's not really the equalizer at all it's not no it's the it's the the character like you're not that guy it's like (laughs) Because uh, it's premise. like the Equalizer and you know Jason Bourne had right. like a well, stepchild or something. It's, this does. We'll get to it when we get to it. And I, sorry, I'm going to step on what you were saying, but it just makes me think of how hilarious that the Fast and the Furious crew, who owned a sandwich shop and bought right, right. Honda parts, were super spies in four movies. Right. Like it's just this character. It's the same character that was in the first movie that is, you know, sort of doing equalizer things. But man, now he's Jason Bourne. He's James right, Bond. Right. He's out there fighting the world syndicate. Like, right. come on. I mean, he's okay. like, in this movie, he's like Jason Bourne. You know, like Jason Bourne is right. off camera going, whoa. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, it just... Uh, it j- I couldn't stop thinking watching this movie just about how this is also such a strange vanity project type thing. Yeah. Um, which, uh, as I was, I told you, I think when we started watching the movie, like, uh, you know, it's record, yeah, Labor Day, whatever, like all sorts of people saw it and uh, it did it did really well, like for its weekend or whatever, which uh-huh. still was like thirty six million or something. So yeah. it's not like okay, it's not like insane no, money. But, but for, apparently for Labor, for Day, Labor Day, that's a that's <laughs> almost <laughs> as good as it gets, at least for like the last twenty years it's or like so. The it's Jurassic like, Park of Labor Days. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, but before we go all the way into the equalizer, uh, we're just going to do the flash. And uh, I'm not uh, for people who just kind of get used to, I don't know how this goes. Um, I'm not really going to babble too much about anything else um, as far as like what's coming up uh, this week because next week I am I'm going to do kind of a. TV. You know, here's like a few things that are coming up yeah. in the next uh, oh. in the next month or two. No, fall, fall TV, TV should be easy. It's no, yeah. It's, there's nothing on you know, reality TV. TV. You know what? Any studio, any studio that had any backbone, or if you want to talk colloquially, if they just had any nuts at all, they would start running shows like the straight lineup from their catalog in the '80s. Yeah. Like, if NBC can't find anything, that's when you throw Cheers and Seinfeld and Friends back on Thursdays. Like, just run it. 
and right. watch as an experiment because you're not losing anything. I bet the nostalgic retro stuff would come back hard. I don't know if you could do that with like Good Times and the Jeffersons yeah. and all the family. Although when they recast them and they do those special studio, did you ever watch it? I don't know. This oh, is a big yeah. digression. They recast like All in the Family and they'll have contemporary actors yeah. doing it. Those get pretty big ratings. Yeah. Not stunning, but big enough. But I'm like, just go retro and watch what happens. Take from your yeah, TV. Yeah, there's so little stuff that you can't just watch whenever you want, though. But if they if they it's had funny. something that they don't have like a streaming yeah, deal with for, yet right. or something, you know, who knows. But yeah. uh, but at this point, you can watch like any you old really show whenever you want. Anyway, um, but if you, uh, you know, it it's so weird because this time of year... I am so used to just being bombarded with yeah. all the TV shows I yeah. have to watch. Right. And now nothing. I don't. Like, if you look on TV tonight, <laughs> yeah. it is it, nothing but, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever your local baseball game is. Right. And uh, and some spin on a reality yeah. show. Like, there's a couple of newer ones that are now yeah. out, now starting. There's this, like... Prank Wars one. I, I don't. Oh yeah. I don't remember what the name of it is even, but it's like people pitch pranking their friends or something, and then it's you know, and then we'll film it and stuff. Right. Um, but it's it's just all reality TV yeah. all night long, like almost every night. It, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um. So yeah, not fall TV, but uh, things coming up in theaters yeah. over the next couple months because we are already. Uh, because this is like the penultimate preview of what's coming before right. it's just award season. Right. Because uh, if Man. if in a week I do like what's coming out in the next, you know, four to six weeks, right? That's it. Because after right. that, it's it's all the award stuff already. So blew my mind this morning when I told my girlfriend we had two weeks until October. Yeah, like I mean, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so going back, uh, we're going to do the Flash. So uh, this is uh, Bing. We're doing the Flash. Go. Uh, <laughs> the, this is um, so as we all know, uh, the the character of the Flash, the actor uh, Ezra doing Miller. the Flash, has you know he's done it in other things. Uh, whatever. It's not like he's brand right. new here but now it's like his own thing yeah except that everybody else is in it and it's not just him which is kind of odd uh because you have a lot of uh you know spoiler alert you have like super woman right girl whatever yeah. we're supposed to call her officially the as, as the name girl superwoman yeah um anyway but so the flash uh has his ability to run so fast he can go back in time which whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, but yeah. uh, pretty early on in the movie, um, we we get to uh, where he does this, and he goes back and changes like this one little thing. Yeah, and you know, I I give the movie like points for trying to come up with an explanation <laughs> of, of why everything is so weird. Right. <laughs> um, but it really sounds a lot better when you just like throw it out in a meeting and then never have to think about it again than it does when you have a whole movie because right. uh, the, the twist of time travel here, because uh, you know, so his mom died, he's going to go save his mom. Right. And and the the weird joke slash trick of this one, right, yeah. is he's convinced himself that he's going to barely change anything right. and it can do a bunch of changing, which, I mean, it, it's funny as he walks himself through it in his mind when he's trying to convince himself that he should do it. Yeah. He's like, you know, all I'm going to do is make her not forget the right. tomatoes or something. Right. So all I did was change whether or not she has tomatoes. But aha, I have figured out that that will make all these really big changes. Yeah. But it's okay because I'm not making any big changes. Right. But wait, what? 
But that doesn't make any sense. Right. You're, you know that your own story doesn't make any sense because you're you're just saying that you're making big changes. You've right. just figured out how to make big changes. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like on and on. I suppose you talk about that until you go insane. Yeah, but, right. uh, but then he's like, and really, like, what's it going to change about the world if my mother's alive? So, you know, yada, yada. It's no big deal, right? Yeah. Um, but then uh, new Batman tells us that, aha, see, you think that this is how time travel works. Right. But how it actually works is that you change everything in the past, too. So everything, like, you're on a completely different timeline. You think of it as, you know, your branch starts now. And so only the future is different. But no, that's it. So I, get, I give them points. Now I'm just babbling forever. But I give them points for at least trying to come up with a, a reason that makes sense of all this stuff being different. Yeah. It doesn't actually work and it doesn't actually make any sense of how everything is different or, yeah. or, and then they go, okay, so this is this and that is that. And then boom, a different person's Batman. And you, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, wait, a, like, you know, this is the movie is in, in that moment in like that 15 minute span yeah. of where we kind of run through this so that we can explain it to you real quick. And then this stuff can be different. It's really like some, you know, guy in a movie, because I have never seen this in real life, but in a movie or TV show where somebody's doing, you know, like three card money, right? right? It's like, yada, 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 watch the guy, bam. Right. right. And you're like, wait, wait what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we have an explanation of uh, why all this stuff is different and how time travel works. And and that's basically your story. What happens is because he has done whatever he did, um, now, you know, the world faces a threat that it faced before, but now it has to face that threat without, like, Superman right. but, and, and with different older Batman that you know, whatever. And then we'll pretend certain things make sense and blah, blah, blah. And, and then uh, he goes and meets himself. Right. And, uh, and then he has to, he stops, you know, just when he's going to get his powers, when his mom's going to get killed and all this stuff. And, uh, and so he meets himself before he has his powers. So it's, you know, non-flash flash, flash right. and he doesn't even understand how he can be there anyway and you know whatever and then like clarity ensues we have to fix the world and right. save everyone yeah. and untie the Gordian knot right uh and so that's basically your shtick and so uh so that means that Ezra Miller gets to do a bunch of double duty right. being yeah, both of himself. Um, anyway, so that's uh, way more than enough explanation of this movie. So uh, before I go into a bunch of stuff, which, uh, you know, this is a movie where I definitely have to talk about critics and ratings and things that yes. happen. Uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, we'll throw our rating. And, you know, there were a couple of moments that I kind of liked in this movie. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of give it points for um you know at least trying to have an explanation because it needs one right. and uh, and it could have just uh, it has to explain something right you can't yeah, you can't a boy it. and his dog this movie right you yeah, have to explain something and at least they tried because there yeah. are there are lots of other yeah. you know similar sort of movies where they know they have to do it. So they like kind of do something, but really they're not even trying. Right. And at least this movie is kind of trying and it was kind of, you know, there's the scene with Michael Keaton trying to explain and right. all that nonsense was not bad. So, you know, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I couldn't give this movie past the three. That's what I had you down for. <laughs> and, 
you know, at some points of the movie, I was like, eh, maybe it's like four or five. And at some po- points of the movie, I was like, this shouldn't get any. Like, <laughs> right. Like, there are some parts of the movie where I'm like, this is just a zero. Yeah. There are some parts of the movie, honestly, that if if I was not me, I mean, I would have just stopped watching. Right. Yeah. Or I would have just watched the whole thing, like, totally on fast forward on, like, right. you know, like three times speed or yeah. something like that. Right. Uh, because there are parts of the movie where it's just like awful. Yeah. I mean, it's just so bad you can't <laughs> believe you're making yourself watch it. And then you go on for a while, and and then you'll get to a part where it's like, all right, right. I mean, this is fine for but, a movie about a speedster. Yeah, yeah. It really slogs. Oh at yeah, times. man. Anyway, uh, so that's my rating. Um, man, this this I mean, it's weird because there's so much to talk about with the film not only just i mean not the production per se but really the the problems that people have with its star ezra miller because he's you know there's a lot of complications there he's basically living a a rock star life as a movie star he's got a long list of of arrests and uh, not arrests um uh you know charges Stemming from attacks that are filmed on put on YouTube to apparently two sets of parents claiming that they have proof that he was grooming their kid. You right, know? So right. it's just it's sort of weird and icky and, and it's odd and it's only compounded because there are times that Ezra Miller is a really excellent actor and you're facing one of those things like, well, do I still like Guns N' Roses because I know Axl Rose is an awful human being? You know, one of these weird right, right. sort of things. So... And it and it's coming in at a weird time because James Gunn is coming in from Marvel after doing the Guardians films. He's taking over DC, and he certainly stepped on a lot of things um, just as this film was in post. And I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I guess we'll eventually figure out from all the books and the uh, stuff that gets said down the way, you know, on Wikipedia about like what effect did he and Peter Saffron have coming in as the as the big honchos now for DC's films. Um, it it would make more sense if there was some push and pull because for me the film is so weirdly uneven. It's uh, IMD, IMDb says the film is running at two hours and twenty four minutes. Figure ten of that is you know credits. I ultimately think I only liked about twenty to twenty five minutes of it and not at, yeah. not at once. Right. I mean, if I had to sit down and watch it and click a stopwatch when I liked things and then when I stopped. Um, I think it could probably add up to about 25 minutes. And strangely, the majority of that is when Michael Keaton is around. I think yeah. he's, I think he's, I think he gets a lot of fun credit just for willingly coming back and doing it again. I think, like you said earlier, the pitch is on paper. I think this is really fun. I think it sounds like a really good idea. And maybe it's a, the right time to have the flash come in and try to tie up all the weird multiverse worlds that are going on in DC, because there's so many things everywhere that are lining up and not lining up. You know, the, the most recent of them is the black Adam and the Shazam films. You know, they don't acknowledge each other. Um, They're in the same universe. They have the same origin stories. They have the same characters like Superman is in both of those films. Right. But they just, so it's, it's a weird thing to have happen. Blah, blah, blah. I gave it a two. I felt like it was pretty lucky to get a two. I feel like it gets a two mostly because of the scenes with Keaton um, that I enjoyed. Although I I really did not like the first one, the spaghetti scene. I'm just like, that's so stupid. And the character you want to explain uh, the multiverse to the Flash you know, he's dressed up like Bruce Wayne, I guess, but that's not Bruce Wayne. Right. And it's not even the same Bruce Wayne that is in the later parts of the film. It's so weird to have remembered um, that my favorite part of the film is maybe three seconds long. It's a throwaway moment that Michael Keaton has when he's talking to Ezra Miller about this. Uh, there's a there's a convoluted series of events that the real Flash, the Flash from the Justice League film, has lost his powers and his other Barry has picked them up. And he's trying to get them back and they're going over the plan. And basically Bruce Wayne is like, so this is it. 
you know, that we're gonna we're gonna throw a bunch of stuff on you and try to lightning bolt you to death. You right. know? He's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, you want some help? And it's that moment that I see Michael Keaton working on like so many fun levels, and it's just great to see him with the Tim Burton music. It's it's nostalgia feeding. Right. The other strength of the film comes in all the cameos because it's tying in all the different universes. You blink and you'll miss Nick Cage as Superman. You know, if you blink and you miss, uh, there, there are all these other cameos that happen that have been in other films because this is supposed to tie in all the universes together. And it just sucks. The The visual effects are bad. Plotting is slow. The pacing is erratic. They spend too much time exploring things that they think are really funny. And maybe it is to try to hook the 10 to 13 year old audience. But it's not very interesting coming from the audience that it built on sort of from the Justice League films, which were not rated for children. It's it's just so self-absorbed about itself and what it's doing that it feels like it's it thinks it's probably on par with like Avengers Endgame. Like we're really doing this thing that right. it hasn't earned any of it to get there. There are fun moments where you think, you know, what we have to do. You know, Barry's like, what we have to do is we have to get Batman, then we have to get Superman, and we're pretty good. And it turns out in their world, there is no Superman. And right. they're like, wait, what the hell? And right. then he has all these revelations that are in the trailers where he's like, oh my God, I broke the universe. It would be one thing if it was just leaning harder into its hot tub time machine-ness. Right. But it really stings when Spider-Man Across the Universe is out there and just not that long ago and shows you how to do it. Right. shows you where the strength is the characters their motivations there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of heart there's not a lot of consequence there's a lot of forced there's a lot of forced sympathy there in the same way that there was a big joke when batman versus superman came out and everyone was making fun of like martha because that was the only thing that kept batman and superman from killing each other is that their mothers had the same name you know in this, there's a real heavy-handed push to be where the Flash is like, you know, I know why you became Batman. My parents died too. Actually, your parents didn't die. Your dad's alive and your mom did die. But this is such a weird thing you keep telling me is important, but you don't you don't show anything that is important about it. Right. It, it, I mean, I can't stress that maybe the most annoyingly awful thing is the visual effects. Yeah. Early on when the babies are all in danger and the dogs are in danger... I, I watched that and I went, wait a minute. Like, is it supposed to look like they that? don't Actually, even remotely look like human babies? There, I know there's <laughs> two scenes. There's that, and then there's like a Chrono Bowl thing at the end where he's spinning and he can look at every timeline and all these things. And I thought, I genuinely thought, is my Wi-Fi signal dying? Right. And I'm seeing a pixelated film, or is it really that badly done? And it is that badly done. Yeah. And I get. You know, sometimes films get rushed and there is no production, there's no post, but it, it shouldn't have done that and it shouldn't have been that way. And I don't think that it was a purposeful choice, except that I think it was a purposeful choice. I think they wanted it to look yeah, like it's, shit. Yeah, it's re it's really goofy. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know. There's a couple things it's I was going to uh, touch on real quick, but uh, I wanted to talk about, as I said... This is a perfect movie, I think, um, because I think people might watch this movie. And if you're the right person and you only pay attention in at these certain levels or whatever, this movie could really surprise you because it's yeah. so bad. Right. Yeah. Because the first few days after this movie came out, yeah. you would think that this was the greatest movie ever. Right. Because all you could see coming from yeah. about this movie yeah. is like. You know, these awesome ratings yeah. and all these, you know, awesome quotes and how this is going to be like the next giant thing. Yeah. Right. And then like a week later, a bunch of people saw the movie and then everyone shut up. Right. And then no one said anything about the movie right. at all. Right. And then like another week after that, you know, then people would only say bad things about right. it. And everyone was trashing it. And so I've said this, you know, many times before, and I'm sure at this point, you know, people know all, well, I mean, I assume people know things and then turns out they don't know they or, know. you know, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but this is a movie that is like a perfect example of how film criticism works, right? You go to like the press screening of this movie and, at, and there, you know, you're at this movie, there's no one there, but critics right. you get to screen the movie. And as you walk out, there's like some dude, uh, you know, standing there with his clipboard or whatever and asks you how you like the movie and, and all this stuff. And then he's got like a sheet of paper on the clipboard yeah. that has a bunch of quotes on it. Right. Right. And he goes like, will you say, let us say that you said this quote, like, w will you take any of these quotes? Right. right. And there'll be some, whatever, there's this whole list of little quotes they and, want and crap, right. That they want someone to say. Yeah. And then like you look at the list and you go, you know, I'll, I'll say that. And then like you, you know, are like committing to like using that in your review right, at right. some point or yeah. whatever, <laughs> but then you can just like say yes. Right. And then they go, okay. And then that's your quote, you know, whether you're Rolling Stone or you're, right, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. uh, RogerEbert.com, all the people who write there, yeah, the six, yeah. like what, like whatever you are, whoever you are, yeah. or, you know, you're like me or right. Bob's blog or whoever they let into these things. Right. Yeah. And then they can just put the little thing and then they can be making that into their, you know, sure. Marketing, commercial. They're advertising. Like yeah. five minutes from now, <laughs> as opposed to like, waiting for everyone's review and then you got to read everyone's review yeah, and like right. pull something out. Right. Like that's how a lot of this, you know, happens. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people who go to these things, they're like, whatever you can, sure. you yeah. can say that. And then day after the movie comes out, it's like the critical response to this is amazing because look at all these quotes. And then, and then you get into like how well did things happen. And if you go look right at the ads that came out for this, like especially the first couple days after it came out, right? And they have these big ass quotes, and then they have who that quote is by right. and letters you can't read right, yeah, right. <laughs> that last for like five seconds. Yeah. Um, because that is what happened with this movie. Yeah. The first couple days after this came out, you would think greatest movie in the universe came yeah. out the greatest movie that ever was because yeah. the press and the, the quotes and everything were all over right yeah and and then all of a sudden you right. know look back after like a couple of weeks you're like what the hell happened to this and then you know people are going to show up and this is on max now and it's yeah. like people who weren't that interested but they were like i don't know i heard a lot of good things and then they watch it uh, but man, it's like it's so bad in so many yeah. ways. But anyway, um, every once in a while, I have to revisit that, that because because this movie like hit that like so hard. Yeah, uh, with that being how it works. Just as a quick side thing before I bitch about the Flash a little bit more. Not in that regard because I can't ever see you being like, sure, say I said it's fantastic. But have you ever had a part of the review tag on? promotion or advertising stuff because there's been some things that you've liked that have been uh i mean the mainstream things too but sometimes you're championing like a real independent thing and yeah. for their marketing i could see them being like you know mark eastman uh you know the only one that i've had that was like uh a real big like deal yeah. or whatever uh was the uh you know that uh, Rain Wilson show that yep. came out a few years ago yep. where he was like the top or whatever. And then I was on like their ads. Yeah. That's cool. Um, That's that, cool. They're like TV yeah. spots or whatever. That's awesome. Cause I remember the one you're just describing too. Like you'll see, you know, summer fun has never been this enjoyable. Know, Can't wait right? to see it again and again. And then you squint and you're like, no offense to them, but I all I always I always think of like ain'tcoolnews.com right, when they right. used to say these things years ago. Yeah. Um it, it the film is two hours and a little change. It took me over four days to watch the film. And in that it sounds like I'm setting up like a weird punchline too. I'm really not. Like I got so bored and never even like I didn't always lose track of the film because I was on my phone. I was just daydreaming. Yeah. And I got up and I went to go do other things. And I thought, there I'll are, come back. There are a lot of parts in this movie, especially if you, if anyone, you know, goes back and watches it or whatever. Yeah. It, when 
there are a couple points where you have pretty long stretches where it's just Ezra Miller and Ezra yeah. Miller. Yeah. And man, those are hard to watch yeah. and slow down so much. Yeah. And uh, so I'll tell you, there's all the things that we said. The plot is really goofy, right? And not only is the plot goofy, but like I said, there's, you know, there's the spaghetti scene yeah. or whatever, where first of all, you know, I, I think it's great in some sense of the word, right? That uh, we're, we're kind of trying to be a little different, yeah. right? I, like I agree with that. Um, you know, the Marvel universe clearly has its version of how time travel works, yeah. and and it's heavy into it, right? Yeah. Especially if you're watching like Loki and you get to yeah. you know all that stuff where right. we're controlling it sure. from the end, right? right. <laughs> like we're at the end of time, controlling time, yeah. You know, whatever. And it's all branches. Right. Right. It's only that's exactly how it works is it's all branches. And yeah. so we're trying to be different or whatever. But the spaghetti thing, first of all, is really stupid. Right. But also, you know, you watch that thing. And this is why Michael Keaton is like you had to have him because it manages to almost get you to avoid going, wait a minute. How the hell do you know? Right. Like. Right. You're just Batman. You uh -huh. never traveled in time or uh -huh. did anything that remotely suggests. Right. And it's, you know, well, I thought about it for a while or right. whatever. And, yeah. it's, and this is what you came up with? Right. Like, how? He, he has no experience with any of this, any yeah. crazy shit happening, except that he's like old recluse right. Bruce Wayne goes, oh, I know. Right. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, but anyway, but uh, the whole plot and getting around and and then trying to fix it and yeah. how do we get back to, you know, whatever, like it's all just so cornball. But at the same time, it's like uh, it, Robert Altman making a Scooby-Doo movie, right? Right. right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like acting like it's so, yeah. you know, right. serious and very badass and everything. Yeah. And you're like, but wait, this is like, what? Right. Like, what Batman would do it, yeah, it's, to that Flash character is he would distract him with a pot of spaghetti and shoot him in the head. Right. He'd be like, you're going to unravel everything. You're the danger. I'll stop that. But the, the tenuous thread to try to make Batman Iron Man, because similarities right. of billionaire, playboy stuff, and all the toys and gadgets, they never put that much thought into Batman's higher IQ the way they did to Tony's. Right. You know, it was always just Batman just knows everything, but not knows everything. I thought it was really weird, too, in this, uh, just as a total aside, that we've got, like, this different Batman, except that, like, we didn't really make him different. Right. Right? He's just, he's, like, literally a different person. Right. But other than that, it, yeah. you know, it's every, I don't know. It was, it was so weird. But, um, so... You know, most of the action is not great. It really, like, stalls itself in weird ways. Um, and all of this, we have to watch Ezra Miller, like, run slow, like, forever. Yeah. But it's it's weird because so many of the special effects are so bad. Yeah. And it is, like, utterly committed to making you stare at them for a really long time. <laughs> I like yeah, that's weird. That's but weird. I think the main thing is uh, for me in this movie is Ezra Miller just you know can't pull this off. And uh, I mean, I I suppose he's been good in some things or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he he can't do this, and I don't know if it's because he can't do it or because right. they want they wanted him to do it in this way and that's exactly what he right. did. And so he's awesome. Right. right? Except right. that it, it's, it's bad. Yeah. And I can't believe at the beginning of this movie, I was like, well, here's some stuff that's going to happen later. So this is like the, you know, classic, like people ask me all the time and I'm sure you yeah. like, do you, do you watch movies and like after 20 minutes, you just know exactly right. what's going to happen. And, yeah. and I'm like, yes. Yeah. In this movie, I totally thought something was going to happen that didn't happen. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't know pretty much all the things 
that did happen and know they were going to happen. There's just something else that was going to happen, which didn't happen, which which I thought was crazy. Because when you first watch this movie and he meets the other him, I'm like, oh, we're going to have like a whole long thing about how the fact that your mom died is the only reason you're not an idiot. Right. And somehow like... You know, your mom not dying, like, sucked your brain out of your head right. somehow. And you're, you're like a, you're like a, you've lost IQ. Somehow your mom dying gave you intelligence, right? right? And, and no, like, there's nothing about that. Like, right. the other you is like, you would, you couldn't like yourself, right? right? Like yeah, the other no you is such, yeah. the other you is like Spicoli and yeah. Fast Times, right. right? And you are, and no, right. we got like nothing about that. I'm like, how do you not, right. how do you make his character such a buffoon? Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. that you're going to even, the, you're going to touch on that right. the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. It was so weird. And then, so then the other him gets the powers yeah. and the other him is like, woo, and I'm going to do all this right. stuff and everything. And, and nothing we get, yeah. we get nothing about even exploring the idea yeah. of why am I so different when the only difference between us Kind of. I mean, maybe there could be other ones because we're on different pieces right. of spaghetti. That's right. But that's right. But yeah. but nothing about how you are such a different person when clearly the movie just like kind of keeps shoving that yeah. in your face, All the time. and yet does not do anything with right. it. There's, it. It was really weird. There's one dumb line. I agree. There's one dumb line where he's just he says at some point after he's zipping around. You know, he's zipping around himself and he's like, this must, is this what it's like for everyone else to deal with me? You know, and that's the dumbest, easiest thing. I I feel like we could go on for another like 30 minutes about (laughs) it. I guess I'll, I guess I'll say this, you know, it's, I think it's a sad thing because I think the director um, who's had a lot of success with stuff like Mama and more recently the It franchise, uh, Andy Muschietti, he's a talented guy. I feel like he did what he was given. Right. I feel like this thing has studio all over it, especially knowing that, you know, the Zack Snyder side of things was going out. The James Gunn side of things is coming in. It just feels like that bowl of spaghetti. It just feels like a mess. Yeah. Um, I think that some of the decisions they made, which is having Ezra Miller play himself twice, they should have just had a younger version of Barry who could have been, dumber and more bro-ish right um but i guess that wasn't easy enough to do or but i i don't i don't the decisions are very strange but i think it would have benefited more if it had been like a seven episode series eight episode series where it could have really just it wanted to do certain things slowly fine do it right. you know give me 45 minutes of something and then get to the end but hurry up wait all that right, stuff right. is just so weird and and you would have had more time for better effects. And I think it says a lot when this is a franchise character who's now had a major motion picture done and it's been on TV forever. Yeah. You know, I guess the the TV show, I think, I mean, it must be the CW. That's where all superhero things are. I guess yeah. that thing just ended its nine-year wrap. So it must have been doing well enough to stay on the air for nine years. Then before that, there was the John Wesley ship stuff from the early 90s. You know, it, it stinks that your character is better as a supporting character or as a TV character right. than a major motion picture leading star. Right. And I think what you see there is in some regard that that's basically where Ezra Miller is. And maybe they tried real hard to figure it out, but it didn't work. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, as I've said already, like you said, it's it's the studio thing yeah. that causes a lot of the problems because this movie feels like a movie that's made by 15 people at the same time and it's like whoever is screaming the loudest while we film yeah, this scene right then that's what we do because it's it's just all over the place in a lot of ways um but also Ezra Miller just can't do this he can't carry this movie um he can't make me w- want to watch him especially as these people yeah um the the other him is like so caricature, yeah. Uh, that 
you know, it's weird when you have to be the same person, right? Like that is not an alternate version of this same person. That's just some, you know, weird caricature of a... Just looks like me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so weird. But when they are together, like I said, the longer they are the only thing on the screen, the more it's just... The dialogue quick. Like, yeah, you you just want to fast forward. Like it's, I don't know, it can't hold you. But yeah. Overall, I mean, this is like so missable, which it's as missable as Aquaman to me. And I don't want to watch. I mean, I know people fawn over Jason Momoa as a person. I think Jason's great. His acting is getting better. Right. But it's just so easy to typecast him because of his size and his appearance. You know, I don't want to watch Aquaman. It's not interesting enough to me. And he's not good enough as an actor to pull it. And because of that. They don't bring in enough strength in writing and directing, so it's just a dud. Like right. I'm not that much of a completionist. Right, right. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So um, avoid that one because you there's Before, better uses of your time. I love telling people watch it and tell us we're wrong. Right, waste sure. two and a half hours. Yeah. and tell me how great it is. You know, I I would yeah. love to hear that. Uh, yeah, go for that. Um, okay, so Equalizer 3. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Just to, you know, super jump into this movie uh, quickly. It's the third movie. So, look, we don't have to explain everything, right? right? You, you um, must be all, yeah. it, it's the third movie, and it's very seriously the third movie, and it's really just him, right, that, like, moves on. Yep. You, you, he, we're in a totally different place. You're not getting any anyone from the previous movies. Right. He didn't. He doesn't bring his... You know, people, yeah, or whatever. Uh, he goes to to do this thing, yep. Which we get an explanation of way later, uh, yeah, much in the movie. Yeah, which I will say really quickly. I was a little bummed that we didn't get a bit more of that because it was actually kind of an interesting thing that we could have just yep. like pulled on that thread a little just bit a little, more because yeah. it's so. It's so like I just showed up and then yeah this is where it turned out I was yeah. I didn't I didn't know this is where I was going to be right. but that's where I was uh, it was such a like interesting little thing that we could have done some more with it but anyway um he's uh he's equalizing for someone <laughs> which you won't know anything about until much later yeah which means that he ends up in Italy right. uh to do it and then he gets hurt and has to like live in this little village while he recuperates. So, yeah. you know, he's there for who knows, he right? He's right. there for like two weeks or like six months. Right. It, right. It's hard to say, yeah. right? Yep. Depending on uh, what you want to make of the various montages right. And, right. and watching him walk up and down the stairs, stairs over again, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, for some yeah. indeterminate amount of time, he lives in this little village and like gets to know all the people, and he ends up like loving it there, and yada yada yada. Yeah. And then you know, just like uh, no town in America wants Angela Lansbury to visit because <laughs> because Someone's dropping the dead. first murder in a hundred years yeah. is going to happen <laughs> for her to solve. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Conveniently, this tiny, this tiny little place in Italy right. has problems with the right away Italian mafia trying yeah. to move in and uh, and bizarrely take over this little town for no reason, right? Except that yeah. we this is where we were allowed to film. Yeah. So, so this is the town that the mafia wants. That's right. Um, Man, that's on. Anyway. Uh, so then, you know, uh, the like low level mobster brother of the big mobster is like harassing people in town. Yeah. And, and it's the whole like, uh, you know, collecting insurance from right. all the businesses, which I, I mean, I swear to God, like it's the, it's, <laughs> it's so it doesn't fun. matter if you, if there's like a movie that's like a period piece in yeah. like Shakespearean times yeah. or, you know, a thousand years in the future or whatever, there is always a guy shaking somebody <laughs> down for their rent that, yeah. you know, goes to like some 
fish market place where, you know, they don't make any money anyway. (laughs) Right. right? You know, yeah, shaking them down for the insurance. Oh, bad things might start happening. Yeah. You'd hate to see that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, can we not have like another right. freaking cliche? Well, that's it. Whatever. I love it. Anyway, uh, so that's what happens. And obviously, it's you know, like I said, it's uh, it's like Denzel Washington walks into town, and if only they knew enough to just you know pull up bricks and right, right. <laughs> and run for the hills because something's going to happen. Uh, and so, you know, he has to protect the town and, and well, I mean, hilarity ensues. And then he's like, moves up the chain of, of all the people that he's got to kill and whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, your basic premise. And like I said, it's, it, it's the continuation. It's, he's the same guy, but there's really like no other tie to either of the other movies. We no. don't have any uh, of the people from the other movies and stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, and he calls, you know, like the CIA and leaves yeah, a right. tip. And then right. that sucks in the CIA person. And right. Who is eventually we learn is the daughter that does kind of connect us to other yeah. things. But as you're watching the movie, you know, you it's, know it's just him. <laughs> and uh, like I said before, uh, in this movie, he is just like, Jason Bourne squared. Yeah. Like he is just uh like has superpowers in this movie practically, yeah. right? Yeah. Like uh anyway, and then you know it's kind of your your standard what you would expect from what I've just described. What what you think is gonna happen is more or less what's gonna happen. Yeah. He's gonna have run-ins with these mobsters. The mobsters are mostly idiots and big muscle people right. that he's going to beat the crap out of right. whatever. Anyway, um you know, so there was there was a lot of this movie that I liked and uh so we got to jump out with our ratings. There was a lot of this movie that I liked and a lot of it that I liked in like a theoretical way but yeah. actually hated what I was watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um because this is another this is another one that it's weirdly it has this similarity to the flash yeah uh which is because it's uh directed by antoine uh fuqua and and this is in a similar sense you know this is like robert altman directing i mean the equalizer frankly it's like uh it's like some you know big highbrow and not like a bad thing about robert altman because i love robert altman yeah uh but he's making a different kind of movie than taking you know this I mean, TV show, right? right. And, and trying to make a movie out of it, yeah. And instead of taking the TV show and making a movie out of it, you know, this is, uh, you know, I don't know, a bunch of fairly self-important seeming people, uh, you know, yeah. going, I'm going to take the Equalizer and I'm going to make, you know, whatever the hell, like Twelve Years a Slave, right, <laughs> out of it. And it's going to be this uh, whatever the hell it's supposed to be, right? I mean, I don't even know. It's so weird, yeah. right? It's like what kind of – it's like trying to make it an opera. Right. It's like it's got such a weird sense of itself that it's it's so like highfalutin – I mean, it's like a goofy TV show. It's like, it's like if somebody made a movie of the A Team, right. and all of a sudden you were like, you know, what the hell am I watching? Am I, am I dressed right? Do I need to go get right. a suit? Like, it's so weird. Um, so that like, there's lots of stuff that happens that's you know not bad, except that when you're watching it, it's kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, what am I watching? Right. And there's this whole thing with him going up and down the stairs, right? Yeah. That is like. You know, from like we're trying to make some Shakespearean allegory right. of like life and age and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, it's like somebody watched the Equalizer show, thought it was good. Yeah. And said, what I can do is like take all of the really boring, dramatic parts that aren't actually there. Right. Right. And expand them or what I, you know, it's so weird. But also, you got to throw in that. 
like I said, that this isn't the equalizer at all. Like there is only a name. This is not how the equalizer worked, right? The equalizer was like an old guy who did not beat the crap out of anyone. Right. He, he like had people, right? Or he, you know, schemed schemes, right. or you know, he he planned things out to you know hoist you on your own petard, right? right. He didn't like, go and murder everyone. Like right. that's he like, didn't walk into a room and kill you with an like, ash. What is this, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so ultimately, um, I gave it a four. Uh, it's that's what I thought, and it should have been better because it should. If this movie had just been kind of what it was selling you you know there's yeah if you take all the parts of this movie where denzel washington beats the shit out of somebody right and put them all together like just those parts and then go okay now we have to make a movie around this and did it like a normal human director would make a movie around that yeah this would probably be like a seven or eight at least, right? right. Like th- then it would be like a pretty good movie. Right. But this movie is, you know, a lot of those parts were not bad for actiony parts. Yeah. Um. The the part in the restaurant where he's got the guy's hand was a little. Uh, I liked it. Cheesy. It was right. It was, it was it totally. Is, yeah, I think it worked. Well. Um. But you know, like the There's no mostly the real. fighting and action yeah. stuff's a little weird. The opening one I thought sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that one was just like all you needed to do was actually have Denzel Washington like look at the camera and go, "I'm really cool." Yeah. And then move on. Watch me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because the the scene is just goofy. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that happens in that opening part. There's so much that happens in there that I was like going. None of this is how this would happen, right? right? Like, first of all, even that you've got like this kind of mafia guy, right? And he's walking around where apparently lots of people got killed and like he won't pull his gun out. I'm like, do that. Like, where are you that like this is not the Wild West. Like I have to draw on somebody like just he'd be walking around with your gun. Yeah. And then they get into the room where they have Denzel Washington, and he's been there for like 10 seconds, and I'm like, he didn't shoot Denzel, so this is stupid. Right. Right? He would just walk in and shoot him. Right. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, that that scene was like a bad entrance, I thought, to the movie, for sure. Um, and then, you know, he gets shot, and I'm like, he gets shot because – you know, like it's the end of the day. It's right. the end of his yeah. action scene, right. right? Right. And his brain falls out his hand, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's the dumbest person right. that he's ever did anything. Like, yeah, right. Anyway, um, yeah, but it never, it, it could never actually like kind of coalesce whatever vision it had of, yeah. of. I don't even know, like trying to highbrow this thing yeah. into, you know realms that don't even exist and like and i think that's the thing too i think they thought they were doing something really high and elevated here not not in a particularly pretentious way but just in a slightly pretentious way sometimes if you're so pretentious and you're really going in hard like all right you know you think this is it let me see it right sometimes the worst thing is just to be a little pretentious because you just quite just quite snotty enough to look down your nose at what you think others might say about what you're doing. Right. Or you don't understand the genius of this opening scene. And I watch the opening scene and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all, knowing the character, but also just a generic villain would walk in and just be like, boom. Right. I, I don't have any questions for you. I, I got nothing for you. I guess in some way, if you're going to go for a trilogy and you do the slightly unexpected thing, which is you dial it down instead of dialing it up. Right. I'm curious. I didn't know that this was going to be a dialed down third entry. <clears throat> Gave it a four and a half. I thought it was a little below average, but I still thought that when it worked, it's because Denzel is so good. He is still... When he's doing capable. the right stuff. Right. When, yeah, he's, yeah. when he's doing the right stuff, it's not always the fighting and it's not always the posturing, but it's just... It's the small things. It's the little things in the small disposable moments that make the film stronger. And 
I was surprised at how dialed back it made it. It didn't increase to Jason Bourne stuff. It was just, I think they misplayed several hands, but it was mostly like, I'm in this town and things are going weird and I'm actually just sort of in a mood to stop it. Right. Like go that way instead of doing all this other weird subterfuge about stuff. I mean, I remember the show, and obviously this, these films have not been really the show. The first one, I guess you could sort of argue, was more like the show. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I just remember the show just thinking, like, the character of McCall was mostly, like, just a seasoned intelligence officer who, like you said, he didn't have to beat anybody up. If he needed to, he'd call somebody and beat you up. Right. He just knew the game so much because he'd seen so much that automatically he knew, like, oh, this is a bribery. Right. I, know, I know how to fix bribers. Right. Or this is an arsonist. I know all about arsonists. Like his superpower was just having lived through it and seen it and knew the antidote for so many things. Not that in the film, his superpower for the first movie and a half is let me set my watch, let me start the timer, and I guarantee in 19 to 29 seconds, I'll kill all of you. Right. You know, and. And part of the fun is it's like some weird game. It, it is. Right? And part of the fun is watching him get irritated at himself. He's like, took 32 seconds. Like, what am I doing? I'm getting old. Right. You know, I still thought that the film, though I don't anticipate doing it until it's on like TNT or something, I think if I watched this a second time, it would be actually a little bit more fun because it's just easier to know now that it's not going to go too gung-ho or too die-hard. It's actually sort of subtle in a way that I did not expect, but I still don't think that that translates to great. Like, right. it's it's only great because Denzel is great, and there are a lot of times where Fuqua's style really helps here. But I agree with you 100%. It's almost like somebody in California or Florida who had never been elevated at all except out of an airplane flew to Positano, Italy, and was like, do you see all these stairs? Right. I'm going to make a metaphor of that. I thought Quentin Tarantino was wrong in Kill Bill. Right. Stairs are all, like, fixation on stairs is like a weird thing here that didn't work. And, and, right. And we, and we have to watch him do it like 20 over times, over. right? So yeah, it's I like mean, he does it once and like he can barely do it. Got it. So then something else will happen. We'll watch him do it again. Oh, he's going up yeah. the stairs a little easier yeah. now. And then and on and, and like yeah. every step of the way. It's weird. And and there's a lot of the movie too. There's a lot of things that are it, like here's a scene that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. And you you know, you like the scene on its own or whatever. Right. But it's but that scene just doesn't exactly mesh with what else is going on. It's like you know, every movie has to have somebody looking at the script right? who just, like, keeps rereading the script yeah. and, like, the whole script and yep. not, like, pay too much attention to this scene and do we yeah. like this scene. Right. Because – and the thing for me is there's this one part where there's a scene that clearly sounded good in somebody's mind or when we pitched it or whatever when all we were talking about is that scene. Right. Where suddenly – Everyone has like their iPhone out. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, aha, see, like this is a different way to kind of work where we are right. in our, you know, bullet points of what has to happen or whatever. Yeah. But when that scene happened, like all I could think was these people have phones. Where yeah. were their phones <laughs> the rest of the movie? Think- there's like all this other stuff that happened. <laughs> they act like there's no signal in this part of Italy because of just the sereneness. The more serene you are, the less right. Wi-Fi you have. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was, I'm like, they kind of like, you know, solve their problem yeah. because everybody whips out their phone. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what if we had phones yesterday? We right. could have had all sorts of other less problems. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah. it, it was like, it just didn't, it was kind of cool. Yeah. In, like, just that scene, mainly because you're like, well, that's not where I thought that was going to go, right? You're like, you know, so that was cool, but it doesn't really fit. And that same idea happens, like, all over the movie. There's, like, all these scenes where you're like, well, I mean, that's a pretty good scene. Right. I don't understand (laughs) why you you couldn't make it fit into the whole movie instead of just – it's – 
a lot like, you know, there's 10 different production crews and they're yeah. not talking to each other. Right. And they're like, I'm going to make first part doing something, of it second, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're all doing different things. And then all of a sudden you smush them all together and the editor hates you, right? And goes, what What do you mean? Right. Right. <laughs> this is how this works I, or whatever. It, it's funny. I mean, I know we're getting out of here. We, you know, I, I still just thought it was uh, barely. I mean, five for me is like in this genre, it's. It's average, you know, and I thought I thought below average a little bit because I expected more from Denzel, even though I feel like he gives a lot. Um, and I expected more from Antoine Fuqua, the, the same crew that's been doing these Equalizer films. And I think I, I don't necessarily think I would say they've gotten worse as they went along. I think I like the first one the most. I think I like this one better than I like the second one. Um, but it's hard because I truly maybe this is the telltale sign. I truly don't remember the second one very much. I just had to look to make the sure. The second one's a mess. Yeah, I just had to make sure. I, I know he was avenging somebody that he loved, and it was the warehouse stuff. I, I, okay, I actually do remember it. For me, I actually really like the scene when uh, he's grabbed the guy's arm, and he's talking to him, and he's embarrassing it. You know, and I'm like, okay, this is where he made his choice, where he's like, I could just stay here and be anonymous. Everybody knows right. I got shot, but nobody knows why or how. And I'm making friends. I'm learning the language. I, you know, cool. But I kind of still just want to kick your ass now because I don't like what you're doing to the people. And I, I sort of like the way that that scene played out way more than that scene sounds on paper. Yeah. On paper, that is some real trope crap. But when I like working, it see, felt like that was a sign that it was. See, and I, and I liked a lot of the problem, too, that I have with the movie is it. As we say frequently, there were a lot of things that it did really good. Yeah. And so points for that, right? right. Except also, like, you lose points because there were all these other parts where you're like, well, but why didn't you why do did that, you that, right? right? Yeah, because exactly. when, right yeah. after that scene in the restaurant, right? Yeah. When, oh, when they leave, yeah. yeah, that part's awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's awesome that that's what happens, like, right away, yeah. right? Like, you think he's, you know, gonna whatever you yeah. think he's gonna do or whatever. But no, man. He's like, now it's on. Yeah. So now it's on. Yeah. <laughs> right? Backward. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's really cool. Yeah. I thought that that's, okay, this is where we, are, we are, right? Yeah. And that was, like, really well done. And But then there's all these other parts of the movie where you're like, yeah. well, why can't you be that movie? That guy again. For yeah. all this time, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It's... It, it's just okay. It's trying to yeah. be like a lot of different things. Yes, yeah, I agree. And it's really missing being any one thing that's that good. Right. You know, like if it would just, you know, it's uh, it it's really overly playing yeah. his connection to the town yeah. and meeting these people and this is and yep and not that it shouldn't have that, but it's it, it's crying it thinks it's doing something it with does. that that it's not actually doing yeah and, it didn't translate and, the way they think right. they did and yeah. maybe maybe the intentions were there and maybe everything was there just didn't come across yeah as yeah as and there's there's too much in the movie like uh denzel is really good yeah when he's really good right but there are lots of parts where it's like yeah i mean that's yeah, the, and it's it's not really him necessarily. Right. It's like what his character has to do. Yep, and you're like, ah, he's not really phoning it, it in. It's just not working. Yeah, yeah. it's there. There's a lot of the parts where it's just it is weird because it, all of a sudden it you know it's trying to be Shakespeare, right. then it's trying to like eat three's company or something. Right. <laughs> it's, it's got some strange ideas. It jumps around a lot in what it's trying to do. Yeah. When it's good, it's really good. Yeah. Right. If you could only have the good parts of this movie, you know, you'd ha you'd have like an eight. And it's not even that long. It's like an hour and forty five minutes long. Yeah. But it feels like two and a half. Parts of it feel know. very long. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. All right. Uh, so that. It, but it's worth checking. It is um, actually. I agree. Uh, so anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, thanks for tuning yeah. in. Uh, next week we got two or three possibilities yeah. um, because you've got the uh, what is it like the Venice something yeah. murder yep. Agatha Christie whatever yep. it is. More I can't. Pro. I can't. It's more. It's more. <laughs> it's, it's more Perot, and it looks really good. It does look good. Um, but I can't remember I the can't exact remember name of it. So haunting, 
Haunting of Ven- in yeah. Venice something. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, but there are also a couple other movies we'll probably get to. Yeah. And then, like I said, it's uh, we it, we're getting ready to where yeah. we have to just uh, watch a thousand things. Um. Anyway, but thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And next week, uh, just to let you know again for no reason, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through. You know, bring your notepad for the next episode because I'm going to run through a bunch of stuff that's coming up, especially a bunch of stuff that you can't miss because, you know, the biggest blockbusters, you don't need me to tell you they're coming, but there's a lot of other stuff that you, you know, might not be paying attention to. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Share, like, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.